0: Okay, today's shear is going to be on the topic of Schiris Poyalim. Schiris Poyalim is one of the most common topics that come up in Besdin, one of the most common Our shil- more, most of the common shilas, I should say, have some connection to Schiris Pylum. In America we have a concept that things usually are not worth much if they're not in writing. In fact, there's an expression that a verbal agreement is worth the paper that it's written on. Meaning to say that it has no value at all. If you don't have something clarified in the beginning, it doesn't have a value. Now the truth is the Chavetz Chaim writes that in order for a, an agreement to be effective and to be able to be implemented properly, invested in or anything at all, just to prevent misunderstandings, what you want is that the agreement should be clear, as clear as possible. But let's just go over on a simple verbal agreement. For example, a person calls an electrician to his house to fix his wiring or a person makes an agreement with the child of the next-door neighbor to come and, and mow his lawn. In those cases, the, the agreement is usually simply a verbal thing. It's, there's no contract or anything that's discussed. And we would assume that there's no big deal if you back out. We would assume there's no problem if a person backs out. So now we're not discussing here cases of any kind of loss or any kind of contract. we can discuss a simple verbal agreement. In a little bit we'll discuss cases of contract and cases of loss. But a simple verbal agreement, we're going to discuss, is there an isser to back out, and what exactly are the parameters of the isser? So the halacha, the mishnah, it starts from a mishnah about mitzia, the halacha is as follows. The mishnah says, in the beginning of parak omnin, the sixth parak above mitzia, the fine haman base, Haseicher a HaOgnid, someone who hires uh, laborers or workers, the hit do zeh zeh, and they tricked each other, which according to one opinion in the Gemara, which is the one we're going to follow right now, means that they tricked each other in the sense that they are they backed out on each other without prior notification. They simply just made an agreement, and then boom, they backed out. They did not give the person a chance to find another job or whatever, um, or, or even if there was no loss, there was no other job, which we're going to discuss all these details later on, all you can have against each other is a grievance. Again, if a person backs out on someone else and there's no monetary implication to that, still, there is the right of the injured party to bear a grudge, to have a taina, it's a tyra sanctioned right to bear a grievance against the other person, against the party that injured you. What does it matter if you bear a grievance? What does it matter if you bear a grudge? just want to point that out, we saw says that this is a very interesting halacha, you would never find such a halacha, you never find such a law in any of the law books that, that the halacha is you can have a grievance. What kind of halacha is that? So the Talmud of Rashva says that a person who, who has a grievance against him should try to find some kind of way to appease the other party. In other words, to, to find out from them what it would take to make them feel better. You made, a, uh, you made this agreement with your neighbor's child, make them feel better, try to find them so, some, something else, or just simply give them a few dollars and try to make them feel better, Talmud Arashma says. The, the, the child is, so what? So what's the big deal if someone has agreements on me? The, the, the concept is basically what Asher says is that the Torah is telling you that it's not a proper thing to do. It's not a proper thing to do. We're brought up thinking that if you, if you give your word to somebody, you can just back out. What's the big deal? I changed my mind. The Torah is telling us that your word is Kedosh kadashim. You say something to somebody, you can't just back out. You can't just change your mind just like that. And then regardless if there's any implication to what, why you're backing out, there's no financial loss, the person has no loss, there was no contract. Still, he had his hopes high, and you backed out. Now the Rishonim say actually a few reasons why that's not proper. We're going to list them off simply just for clarity's sake. We'll start with the Ritzvah. The Ritzvah, the Mishnah and Bava gives three reasons. The Ritzvah says the reason number one is because he looks it looks like a joke. You're making a fool out of the guy. The guy he feels like you treat you mistreating him. That's one reason. Another reason is because when you have an agreement with somebody and he had his hopes high, he was going to work with you, he expected to work with you, and now. He sees he has to find himself another job. He has to start a new relationship with people. Starting a new relationship with people is sometimes uncomfortable. People don't want to go through it. Not everybody's that flexible that they could keep on being moved around from job to job. Therefore, he has the right to have a grievance against you, and it's an improper thing to a situation to be in. Third of all, and this is something that we could all understand, is if someone makes up with you to hire you, so you go around to all your friends. You tell them by shoppers the next morning, oh, I just got a job with this person. And then, in the afternoon, he tells you, you know something? I just heard my nephew's moving to town. I can't take you for the job. Now, he has a valid reason, obviously. He's telling you his, ne- his nephew moved to town. But, still, Lamisa, you look your friends are going to say, what happened to your job that you're telling us about? And you look bad. It looks bad for you. So it causes people to start talking about you. Maybe there was something wrong. Maybe you're not really the right person, and this and that. It's called Lazos Vasei, Lashon Hara in English. So, Teichelas Nechzova is a fourth reason, which we're going to say also right now, and that's the reason we mentioned in the beginning, and that's the simple, simple feeling that everyone has when they're let down. They're let down, they had a promise they were going to get a job, and now they they, they lost that opportunity. So besides for everything we listed off, there's simply the fact that you had a hope for something, and it, and it fell apart. The fifth reason, and this is the reason which is used a lot in the Pais game, is the reason given by Taisis and that I And that is because there's a tirchah involved in finding another job. You had your, 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 your schedule, you had your tools lined up, whatever it was that you needed, and then you found out that you afterwards have to get another job. There's a whole tirchah involved to go find another job, go for more interviews or whatever it is, and therefore the tirchah allows him to have agreements on you. So now, now that we hear all these reasons, it's not that hard for us to understand why the Torah would tell us that you should avoid such a thing. It's an improper thing to cause people to have this kind of tzah. So again, like we said before, this is definitely a uniquely Jewish halafah, but still it's a very serious halafah that a person who has his hopes high and and you backed out on him, you should definitely do something to compensate him. The shaf points out, however, that if it was no big deal at all for him to find another job, in that case, he could just go to the person right next door and get the job mowing his lawn, so you didn't really cause him any major tircha. It's sort of a, a walk in the park. There was nothing to do. You just As soon as that fell through, you found something else. Then it's not such a big deal. Those kind of situations, the shach says, there would not be a situation of tirumis, and it would be a whole different story. But usually it's not that simple, and therefore a person should avoid backing out. We mentioned already before a person should avoid having a, disser, uh, a grievance against him. Rabbi said in the Ha'aris, to say for Blyashev, it's pointed out that that means, in other words, that there's an isser for that to be done. It's user for you to do that. It's not just not proper, not just that giving you a, that person a right to have a grudge. It's not just that you should compensate him, but it's actually user to do it. It's user for you to cause such a situation. If you did it, he can't take you to bed for it. But it's awesome. Now, there's another concept which is also something that comes as a shock to many people who learn Khosh Mishra for the first time. In Simon Reish Dal at Siv Zayin, the Muhabah writes, someone who, who does business simply through a verbal agreement, a verbal commitment. I raise a royal it's proper for him, law, to keep his word. Now, you would think this is common sense, but unfortunately, people don't, don't always do that. Many times they don't. And the halafah here in is that a person has to keep his word. Now, if he does not keep his word, says the Mechaber I raise in He's considered a untrustworthy. We pointed out. Uh, I, I believe in one of the shiurim, that Rechaim Kanievsky says that when Chazal labels somebody, when they give him a label, in this case his label, is, is that he's an untrustworthy person, it sticks with them even in the next world. This is something. It's a terribly unfortunate outcome for such a thing. So if you tell somebody you're going to give them a present, make sure you give them the present. Obviously, something that's an exaggeration, the Mechaber says no one took it seriously. So if you tell someone you're going to give them a car, a million-dollar house or, or something that's totally beyond the normal thing for you, for your means, no one took you seriously. It's a joke. That's different. But a regular day-to-day interaction where you agree to buy or sell or to give a present or whatever it is, if you don't keep your word, it's a mechusr ammonah. Now, this is a slightly different concept than, than tarumis, the bearing of grievance. And there could be cases where you can have one and not the other. And What's important to know is, that as far as the general halacha of M'chusr Amana goes, the halacha is that as long as the situation remained the same, and in that case you're, you cannot back out without this label being put on you of untrustworthy. Again, you can't be taken the bezim for it, but it's still untrustworthy. When it comes to Tar'umas, however, I'm sorry, there's one, there's one exception to the rule, or, or it's a pretty big exception, I should say, and that is when there was a situation in the market that changed. For example, you told someone you were going to buy from him 500 shares in American Express. The next day, American Express went shooting up. You can't afford it. There's a market change. So you tell him, listen, I can't do it. That, since it's a significant market change, according to some pie you're allowed to change your mind and back out. It's a, it's a actually, but we pass and says some s'mayim in sorry, from a few places in trubas that you are allowed to back out of that case. So when you have a significant market change, you are allowed to back out. So now the same alafa would apply to tarumas according to this opinion, says the s'mat. That means like this: if you promise this electrician to hire him, you, or your neighbor's child to mow your lawn, whatever verbal agreement you made with somebody and then there was a significant change in the market that that this allows you from being able to do that, in that case there is no or there is no tarumas against you, says the SMA in the First Opinion. Because since you have the right to do that, you have the ability to do that, therefore there would be no mechosur abonah. I'm sorry, there would be no mechosur abonah. However, says the SMA, there may still be a, a tarumas. There may still be a grievance. I just want to clarify that. I misspoke before. When we're de- dealing with mechosser Mana, mona Mana is when there's no market change. When there's a market change, it's not. Tarumas, however, a person could have a grievance according to the first opinion of the SMA against you. If there was a change in the market, still he could have this grievance because he had all of his hopes, so he has to find another job, etc., etc. Then this ma brings another opinion, which is the other opinion of Mechosharim Bana, that um, that you could have that you could have the dinner of Mechosharim even when there was a significant market change. And in that case, he says that you would have an error case as well. Then, according to his opinion, because because you would have since even if there's a market change, according to his opinion, you're not allowed to. Therefore you have the right to uh, you, you therefore you do not have the right, sorry, to back out, even though there was a market change. So aside from the tarum it's an Arrow case, you would also have the Didum Kosura. That's the halacha of um, reneging or backing out of an agreement when there was no loss and no contract. Now let's discuss a case where there was a loss and there was, or if there was a contract. We'll start first talking about a case of a loss. The Mishnah that we discussed before about Mitzia continues as follows: so A person hired a donkey driver, vesakader, or someone who brings jugs. I guess a shipping company. Lahabi which means basically to bring musical instruments for the wedding. oil the maize in those days, by a funeral as well, they used to play. Different flutes to, to to be mayor of the people. A worker is workers to take out his flax that was soaking in the vats of dye. They used to dye the after the flax to lit in different colors. anything that's that's time sensitive. Tzitzus explains. So something that's time sensitive. The and the workers backed out. If there's no one else, he has the right to trick them to stay on the job, or he has the right to hire at their expense other workers. So if you have a bag that in the middle of the wedding cancels on you, according to the halacha that that the the mission is telling us, incredible halacha, that you're able to trick them. You're able to tell them, listen, if you stay for another hour instead of leaving now, I'll pay you double, and they stay. That means to say like this, you originally agreed with them for two hours. After an hour, they decide they want to leave. So they're stopping in the middle of the agreement. So you say, you know what, I'll pay you double for the next hour. In that case, you have the right to do that and still to only pay them the original price, not the new price, because they are forcing you into a situation where you have no other recourse. There are, which band is going to show up on the spur of the moment? So you obviously have no choice. So therefore, you have a right to, uh, to change that. And... Uh, another example, the mission is giving also as well the Halle's Bishstani. In the case where you have a monetary loss, for example, you have a factory, you told the workers to come, they agreed to come, and you started production, and then in the middle of the job, they decide to back out. If, 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 the jab, if they're not going to stay on the job, the item is going to be damaged, it's not going to be able to produce properly, and you're going to suffer a loss, they're required to, to stay on the job or to make sure there are other workers there that are going to come and replace them and finish the job. Another case, which, which is a in Paisken, but it's a very common case, is when you have a headhunting organization that they found out about a worker that works for you, there's some talent that works for you. For example, you have a secretary in a doctor's office. She knows where all the files are, she knows which w- the papers are, she has it all figured out. And someone comes and hires her in the middle of the contract, and, she take, and they take her away, and the, and the doctor's office goes into a tailspin for six months. And there's no way that they're able to, to catch up with themselves. So the Ramas says that this may be considered a dabra abbot. This is considered a loss. And in the case of a loss, aside from the issue of agreements, grievance, there's a there's a monetary penalty. A, first of all, they're not allowed to back out. B, if they back out, they have to sponsor other workers, or they have to or they can be fooled into staying on the job, like we said before. So again, dabra abit, which means a loss. Whether it's an actual monetary loss or it's a simply a time-sensitive issue of, like the ban, for example, which we mentioned before, they're not allowed to back out. Something that's a financial loss, that that, or or if a situation where you where you where you, like we said, time-sensitive, and 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 they went ahead and backed out, the, and the only recourse is to hire workers that cost a lot more. They have to sponsor those workers. They have to take the hit. And sponsor those workers for that other job. Now, exactly how much do they have to lay out for the salary is is beyond the scope of this discussion right now. Mr. Shem will talk about it in later sure The other item on the on the list that we wanted to discuss was what about in the case where there's a contract? In the case of a contract, generally today, contracts many times there's no real, real 100% contract. Sometimes it's a letter of understanding or whatever it is. But if you make a contract or a Kenyan, any kind of Kenyan, which is the common custom when you have certain uh, situations in business, if you do any of those things, in that case, the situ- it's more severe. In other words, like this. Even in, in cases where they may, may not have been any kind of financial loss necessarily, but once the job began... It, it locks both sides into an agreement that if one side is going to renege There may be penalties simply by the fact that they began their relationship together So let's take an example of this an example of this would be let's say a person hired these workers to go and transport uh, These barrels like the mission said a hired a shipping company who hired someone to go pick up a shipment and bring it to him so the person Went to do the start of this job. He went there. He started loading it up and the uh, Balabaius, the, the boss, calls up and says, "No, I changed my mind. I found a cheaper shipping company. I want to go with them." In that case, the Balabaius is wrong. He's not allowed to do that, do that because since they began the job, even though again it may not necessarily have been a loss involved, they may be able to find another job. They may have had it. They may have not had another job. Excuse me. If they can find another job, in that case, it is permitted that's because they're replacing it. But if they had no other job before, so they didn't lose another job, and now they started this job and he backs in the middle, still he's responsible to pay for that. Why is that? Because it's called a kiddin or it's called called, haskalat malafa. When you start the relationship in the business, the workers start working for you, you're not allowed to back out. You're not allowed to fire them anymore. It's too late. You can't back out. Now, before they even start working, if you back out, they could have grievance, like I said before. But once they start working, then already you have to pay them their salary for the whole job, even though they did not do the whole job. Now, what does that mean exactly? The Gemara explains how much of the salary you have to pay, but you do have to pay a pretty significant amount of this salary for backing out. Does this apply to the worker backing, work backing out on you as well? On that, the Gemara says that... And there are certain kinds of workers that have the allowance to back out and according to the Shach and Shin Lama of Kotnyadzain, that applies even to workers that have made a Kenyan. The reason is, the Gemara of Metziah of Yudah writes that there's a halacha that koyol chayizu b'chatsi ayoyim, workers able to back out in mid-contract. Why is that? Because we know by Abadun it says, Abadai heim v'leh Abadun a, a person is not allowed to be an event to someone else, and therefore he has to have the right to back out. You can't lock him in to force him to work for you. So, therefore, the Gemara says, Yo, even a worker is allowed to stop even in mid contract. So, this is a leniency that a worker has, according to many, most opinions, and this is the halacha that we follow, that even in a contract he's allowed to back out. Now, what kinds of penalties does he suffer? He does not suffer any penalties with certain exceptions. For example, if he worked half the job, he's going to get paid for the whole half of the job that he did. Even though it might cost you more money to hire new workers, more than half of the remaining salary that you made up with him, since he has the right to back out, he cannot take a hit. There are more rights that if the reason why he's backing out is to get a better paying salary, that is a different story. In that case already, that's not enough of a justification. Because if the reason you're backing out is because of other him left, my you're not to work, you don't want to feel forced to work for someone, but you're going to work for somebody else. So what's the difference? So in that case, you, the Rambam says you do not have the right to back out. The Rambam says it doesn't mean you cannot back out, but it means you will not get your whole salary for the first half. So this is the halakha of. Of workers who backed out at each other again, just to review the when there was no loss or no contract, if someone backs out before the job began, there's only an issue of tarumus so of agreements. When there was a loss, you cannot back out. If you do, there's a penalty. But that, but again, that's we'll discuss later what exactly the penalty, how it works. Third of all, if there's a kenyan or the job began or there was a contract, in that case, even if there was no loss. Still, when the valid backs out, he takes a penalty. When the worker backs out, there is seldom a penalty. That concludes the first year on the